know that March is Problem Gambling Awareness Month. In a season where we all want to get lucky, it's best to bet on budgeting for your personal financial abundance. However, on this episode of the Budget Faith Podcast, I want to discuss the different forms of gambling, the pros and cons of each, why people become addicted, and stats on the industry overall. And if you do partake in gambling of any sort, I have a checklist for you. to the Budget Babe podcast. On this podcast, we talk about living your best life without breaking your bank. I'm your host, Ella Economic, and I'm so excited that you are joining me today. Hey, hey, you're listening to the Budget Babe podcast. I want to start this episode off by acknowledging that it has been roughly one year. We're in the second week of March, and it's been roughly one year of what I call life at full capacity. And by that, I mean traveling being the norm, going to concerts, all the gatherings, all the picnics, all the wonderful things that I welcome spring with. And I, well, I miss, you know, seeing a lot of my friends, giving hugs, going to concerts. I can also say that I found gratitude in the solitude. And through that, I've explored my neighborhood, been walking a lot, met some of my neighbors, become a lot of great friends with Ben, and then taking this time to nourish my mind by reading books, learning how to ski, learning how to woodcraft, learning a lot of new things. So I've made this past year as constructive as I could, and I hope you have done the same. And we also know that since we're talking about COVID, that COVID has caused a lot of financial turmoil for businesses and overall economic situations. And during all of this, I have noticed as of lately, more TV ads, billboards, promoting sports betting and casinos. And to be perfectly honest, I'm going to take most of my opinion out of this podcast episode, but it just makes me cringe. I'm seeing a lot of enticements for gambling and what oftentimes leads to being overall reckless with your money. I'm seeing that being promoted in this time. So, and I'll also tell you about personal experiences. I actually dated a guy in my late twenties that had a gambling addiction. So I've seen firsthand what rock bottom gambling can take you, but that's not the purpose of this episode. The purpose of this episode is to discuss basically bring awareness around gambling and discuss the different types of gambling, what each industry brings in, and let you decide for yourself what you think of gambling overall. Now, I'm going to reiterate that this is not a podcast where I preach on your personal financial decisions or make judgment around them, but I do want to use this episode to spread awareness around detrimental effects of gambling and the motives of the gambling industry. Just like drugs, alcohol, overspending, or taking in gambling has shown to have addiction linked to it. And the reason being is because when you're gambling, just like drinking alcohol, doing drugs, your brain is producing a chemical called dopamine. What dopamine does is it makes you feel motivated, it gets you on that high, and then you are focused on the high that you're getting. So once you're gambling, 
you may not be aware of the money that you're losing because you're just motivated to keep going and to chase that high that you get from, you know, the possibility of winning money. What, what a lot of people don't realize is over 10 million Americans admit to having an addiction to gambling. And this is according to the Recovery Village website. The Recovery Village website also states that over 80% of problem gamblers were also addicted to alcohol and drugs. So if you have addictive personality, you definitely want to stay away from gambling altogether. And gambling is also more common in men than women, but women are known to get addicted to gambling more quickly. And again, this is all from the recovery website. They deal with gambling addictions. And also gambling addictions are more prominent in younger and middle-aged adults, ranging from age 25 to 45. So that's a good chunk of my listeners. Finally, over 90% of problem gamblers will later suffer at least one other mental health disorder. So your mental health is definitely at stake there. And not to mention problem gamblers will eventually lead to the loss of money leading up to bankruptcy. So you can potentially lose everything getting into a gambling addiction. Now, I feel like most of you guys listening to this show do not have a gambling problem because you're listening to a show about financial health. But if you do, or someone you know does, please write down these numbers. And if you can't write them down, you can look at the bio and I'll have them written in there. But you can call the number 1-800-522-4700. Again, 1-800-522-4700. You can chat at ncpgambling.org slash chat. Again, ncpgambling.org. Dot org slash chat or text the number 1-800-522-4700 if you're a texter like me text them and that way you can get started on the help that you or your friend need again i'll have this in the bio as well if you're driving i want you all to stay safe and financially free so now we'll get into the types of gambling among americans first let's talk about playing the state lottery And since I live in Tennessee, I'm going to pick on the Tennessee lottery specifically. So if you play the Powerball in Tennessee, you have a 1 in 292 million chance of winning. So for every one play, you have one chance in every 292 million chances. So... To kind of put that plainly, you have a higher likelihood to get struck by lightning, to be hit by an airplane part falling off an airplane from the sky. You have a greater chance to die of a snake bite. You have a greater chance to become a millionaire through signing up for a direct sales company. I mean, there's so many things that you have a greater chance at making money or greater chance at happening than you do winning the lottery. Now, most lottery winners too end up going broke within years after winning because they did not develop the proper wealth managing habits before winning it. You know it's not for lack of not having money is the reason they go broke. It's for their lack of being able to manage the money. You see that quite a bit. But 
Something else I'll talk about the lottery is you see a lot of people buying scratch-off tickets. That's the other way to play the state lottery. And they seem harmless enough. They're in every gas station. You see people buying them every single day. They can win a little bit of money here and there. But you just need to do a Google search of people being addicted to scratch-off tickets to have your heart broken at what an addiction to buying scratch-off tickets would do. If that's not bad enough, a study at Duke University found that household incomes below 25000 spent an average of $583 per year on lottery tickets, whereas a household earning right under 100000 spends 283 a year on lottery tickets. So that should just tell you that lottery... Lottery earnings do not necessarily come from the rich or the middle class or the college educated. They come from the people earning way less and they take advantage of people in desperate situations. Now, in most states, around 60% of the ticket revenue does go to the jackpot. And this is according to theweek.com. And 40% goes to federal, state, and local taxes. Well, something worth saying is... The Tennessee lottery gives a lot of money towards education, towards people who, you know, well-deserving but underprivileged actually have a better chance at going to college for free. So that's some money that's allocated toward the lottery, but in a lot of states, that's less than 10%. And with every situation, I think we have a right to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I hope you now understand that there is a good, there is a bad, and there is an ugly towards your local state lottery. So I covered the $22 billion that 169 large casinos in Las Vegas earned. I will kind of briefly cover 2020 because 2020, due to travel restrictions, the casinos actually lost money. But I'm hoping in a healthier economy, as the economy gets better, people are going to make healthier decisions with their money and not jump on the gambling bandwagon. And speaking of which, I'm going to talk about what I've seen recently, and that includes the advertisements for sports betting apps and even social situations that require gambling. I'm going to cover those briefly after our sponsor, Anchor. As I have alluded to earlier... It is nearly impossible to drive through Nashville or watch the local news without seeing an advertisement for FanDuel, BetMGM, or the beloved Tennessee Lottery. So FanDuel and BetMGM, I've heard of FanDuel before, but I'm seeing all these ads for BetMGM, and this was fairly new to me and part of the reason I wanted to talk about gambling on an episode. I keep seeing these ads in you know, and a time where the economy is not thriving. And so I can't help but think that, again, make the assumption that these are to take advantage of people during tough times. And the way that they are enticing customers is having them download the apps into their smartphone. And one of them offers a $1,000 refund on the first bet. And then another one offers three, quote unquote, risk-free bets. So what this tells me is the fact that they're willing to offer a $1,000 refund or risk-free bets is that they are confident that when you download this app and start playing, it is very likely that you are going to get hooked on playing this app 
and then you're going to start losing money as you play this app. Now, I'm also very intuitive. So just seeing these ads just makes me feel, it just gives me that crusty feeling. You know, I just, the way they, the way they promote it, the way they're just, you know, I just, I don't feel good about them. But again, that's me giving off my opinion. But I did my research and I looked at Globe Newswire and I found out that these applications, so online gambling through smartphone apps, is actually projected to be worth $77.42 billion by 2026. Again, within five years, the online gambling industry is projected to be worth $77.42 billion. So that just means more gambling addictions down the line and more people spiraling into financial turmoil that is resulted by a gambling addiction. So on to some exciting things. We have March Madness just around the corner. I have friends that are into horse racing. That's coming up. And then not not for too long, we're going to have the NFL Draft Fantasy Picks and college sports are going to be back. College football specifically thing will return. Baseball season. I love baseball season. So we've got a lot of sports and a lot of sports, sporting seasons comes a lot of opportunities for betting. So it's likely that you may engage with betting with your friends. So I've been known to win a couple games of squares during the Super Bowl, but I never bet more than $15. I'm willing to put $15 towards the cause. And if I lose $15, I'm fine. But I have been known to win. Um, personally, instead of playing poker or blackjack, I would rather play taboo or cards against humanities because I prefer laughing over losing money all day, any day. But something I will say, if you find yourself wanting to gamble, whether among your friends or just really anywhere in a casino or something, I have created four questions that you should ask yourself before you partake in any gambling situation. So here we go. The first question is, why does this sound fun to me? Let's go back to the dopamine release. People get a natural high when they start gambling. They also get focused on it. They're chasing something. They're chasing that high. They're, you know, just getting excited. But the dopamine released while gambling or partaking in drugs and alcohol can also be produced by eating lots of protein, meditating. I used to think meditating was a bit quote unquote woo woo for me, but I found that meditating doing guided meditations, guided Christian meditations, guided motivating meditations, meditations for anxiety, doing that just really calms me down, just makes me feel blissful and peaceful, staying hydrated. And my favorite dopamine release is listening to great music, playing some Kanye West or some Eminem, Meg Thee Stallion, whatever gets your blood pumping. Finding that, that's a great way to produce the dopamine Another thing is before you start betting money, think about the money that you have and be grateful for it. Think about that $20 or hopefully you're not betting more than $50, but the money that you are betting, think about what that could buy instead of risk losing that money. So just think about it for a second. Okay, why does this sound fun to me? If it's for a dopamine release, you can find an alternative to that. If it's being around friends, Gambling brings you together with friends. You can find other ways to bring yourself together with your friends other than 
gambling. So just ask yourself that question first. Uh, number two, the question I would ask myself is, are you worried about others rejecting you if you don't partake in gambling? Now, this is a legitimate question because I've been asked or challenged to say, okay, if you know so much about sports, why don't you place a bet on the fantasy football draft or why don't you do this? Well, you know, you don't have anything to prove to anyone but yourself. So if somebody, and most likely if you say, hey, I don't gamble or I don't want to put money in, it's usually like, okay, cool. But if somebody does reject you because you don't want to gamble, then you're around the wrong people. It's the same goes for people that are offering you drugs or alcohol or anything you really don't want to partake in. Just make sure you're around people who respect you. Number three, am I doing this to impress others? This kind of ties in with number two, but I wanted to touch up on this because I'm a psychology nerd and I notice this in groups a lot and it's mainly with guys. They like to talk about gambling, talk about placing the bets, talk about playing poker, they do this very publicly. And the reason they're doing this very publicly, the reason you talk about anything publicly is because you're trying to impress others. And what leads me to this conclusion is they're trying to impress people with how much money they're willing to waste. Because if they're willing to waste money, oh my gosh, they must have money. Well, nobody should be impressed with your money more than they should be impressed on how you manage your money, how you invest your money, and how you save your money. Nobody should be impressed by how you waste your money. And if you are around somebody that brags about placing bets and gambling, then yeah, uh, you probably don't want a future with that guy. <laughs> Just saying. Number four, finally, the last, last but not least, ask yourself this. And we've touched up on it before, but I'm going to touch up on it again. How much am I willing to lose? So again, budget out. If you really want to partake in gambling, it out from 10 to $50 and you can do that just for fun. And then when you lose that money, you can bow out. If you win money, great, but don't get used to it because that would be an anomaly. That's not the typical situation, but just think about how much money you're willing to lose. Don't focus on, Oh, how much money could I win if I partake in this? So overall, um, one through four, just giving you those tips and telling you what I know about the gambling industry. I I know I kind of CNN and Fox News did a little bit because I said I was going to try to keep my opinion out of it, but I can't help it. I just want to tell you what I know and what I think of gambling situations and what my observations were. I, I just basically had this on my heart. I've wanted to talk about this for a while, and it started with the bet MGM advertisements that I see everywhere, but it's also, I think gambling addictions are overlooked and knowing that this is problem gambling awareness month, which I learned just yesterday. So I'm still learning a lot of this myself, but learning that just really put it on my heart to share with you guys. So if you like the episode, if you have any feedback or any other points that you'd like to make, feel free to hit me up at ellaconomic at gmail.com, E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C at gmail.com. Also follow me on Instagram and coming soon, I'm going to have a webpage dedicated to this podcast. I cannot wait to release it, but until then, 
send me your feedback through email. I'd love to hear from you. And I really hope that you enjoyed this short, fun episode today. Hey again, it's Ella from Budget Babe Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a review, letting me know what you think. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Ella Konomic, E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C. I would love to connect with you and hear what you think. Thanks again.